Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Today, as many of you know, I am a homeschool mom. And in our homeschool right now, since my daughter's only five, but she is in the third grade, I feel through elementary school, it's important for me to teach black history. And Mr. Casey S. Bell is in the house. He is the author of American History, Americans of African Descent. And not only did he write it, but he also illustrated it. Welcome to Cherry's World, Mr. Casey Bell. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Very well. Thank you so much for this. No, thank you. Courtney and I are really excited about you being here today. Thank you. I'm excited. So Courtney has young children as well. And I do too, and we are both, well, Courtney's now homeschooling as well because he has no yes. choice. Right. Yes. <laughs> so we will both be using your curriculum to teach our little ones. Good, good. Well, actually my wife will. I, I got uh, demoted to just recess and lunch. So. <laughs> That's actually a good thing. Yeah. But I wish you would come over here and handle a recess and lunch here too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it for what they say. <laughs> Court, uh, Casey, I'm sorry, I got these all. Everybody's a C. Right. Cherry, Casey, Courtney. Casey, how long have you been researching Black history? It actually started, I'm going to say 2001 ish, 2000, 2001. I actually was in college and I was trying to take an African course, history course, but every time I took it, they canceled it because there weren't enough registers. People registered for it. Wow. I got frustrated and I took some history course, I don't remember it, and our final paper was to write a paper on whatever you want to write on. So I said, well, then I guess this is my time to educate myself. And the first thing when I started researching was I was shocked at how many Black people contributed to American history because they didn't really teach us in school much of anything. And I was, when I, before I started it, I was like, oh, this should be easy. There were like five or six people and when I just saw the list of people of inventions and enhancements and innovators, I was just like, they didn't want to teach us any of this. And so from there, not only did I just continue researching black history, but I started researching everything coming to find out that most of everything they teach you in school, um, public schooling is either false or unnecessary for your life. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and so I wanted to make a film but I really didn't know how to really, because there's just a long list of people. And finally, my sister, she has four children, saying, oh, you should make a movie, blah, 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 blah. And at first I, I was like, yeah, I'm working on it. But then I thought, but my nephews and nieces need it now. So then that's when I said, you know what, 
I'll just write a book. And that's how that came about. And you know what, I'm so proud of you because I looked at it on Amazon and I was a little hesitant. I was like, mm, I don't know. You know, when you pick up stuff about black American history, it's like the same five people over and over and over again. They never talk about anybody else. And so I was like, who am I going to get? You know, am I going to get, and I, I won't name names because I don't want to say that anybody's invention is lesser than the next person. But I was pleasantly surprised when I opened up the book. These are all people that I've never heard of. I, two of them I knew about, the rest I didn't. And that was my main purpose was to show the light on people that is never talked about and B, they, they were the first to accomplish something. There are a lot of um, black inventors who enhance things, mm -hmm. but I wanted to, to highlight those. This is the first time doing something and people we've never heard of. And so out of the 14, I only knew two, the rest, I had no clue existed. Amazing. How far does um, your book go up to as far as black history? Uh, like how I should say how, how far, how far, how current is uh, as far as black history? If I'm not mistaken, the late, the um, one of the inventors in there um, did something in the 90s. Oh, okay. Um, but most of it is um, before that. Okay. My daughter was excited because most of the time when you're reading stuff about black inventors, all of them are dead. Yeah. And in your book, some of the people are still alive. So it gave us the opportunity to do some extension um, and make units out of what you had given us in the book. And she got to see that some of the people, like one of the ladies who is a doctor or something, she's still alive. And she was like really excited about that. Yeah, that was another thing was to highlight people who are, who are still alive. Like, um, I don't know, the, the guy who made the 3D glasses, Never knew that was a black a black person who made three D glasses all the time, and they're like one of the most fun things to do while you're watching. Um, it's called Radio City Music Hall. During this past, they had three D glasses for a, a section of their show, and you'll you'll never know those things because they're not going to teach you. And so that was my purpose of this actually this book series is to show people that there are more people out there in America other than Thomas Edison and Albert Einstein. Yes, and I don't want to give too much away, but there is a lady by the name of Marianne Benjamin, who my daughter is completely excited about because we fly often. So she figured out that the button when she flies and she wants to press it, she's five, she wants them to bring her anything. <laughs> so you have made her life. Um, glad. I'm glad, yes. She's super, so what's next? I. I see that you have American history of the African descent, but you're not just interested in black people. You're interested in everyone. Everyone, yes. It was originally just a project for my nephews and nieces. Um, and I had originally no intentions of publishing it. I was just going to give it to them. And then I said, I might as well publish it for everyone because everyone needs this information. And when I presented it, I kind of said, well, I don't want to, the best way to teach someone what they're doing is wrong is to do the opposite. And so I didn't want to exclude because we've been excluded for so long. I wanted to make sure I included everyone. So the second book is Latin and Hispanic history, the, um, which that's been published. The third book is going to be published this month, Asian history. And then the next five will be published between now and 2022. 
Wow, so you already have them planned out. Okay, so I will pick up the next two because we got a little Hispanic in us too and we need to know what's going on with our Asian brothers and sisters. So I'm so not opposed to teaching that. Now, how long have you been studying Hispanic history? Not long. I just, once I came up with the idea that I didn't want to exclude anyone and I wanted to include, you know, all ethnicities, I just started researching everyone. And like I said, it was exhausting, but I was excited because I still felt like, okay, you can't teach everything obviously in school but they could at least teach 10% of the stuff. They don't, they don't even touch bases. I mean, when I was in school, we were taught that women didn't have any freedom to do anything till the 1920s. And you do all this research, and these, they're doctors and lawyers, and they're all these things in the 1700s and 1800s and accomplishing so much. And I'm like, well, why didn't you teach us that? And I was just, like I said, it was fr- the, I was also frustrated because it wasn't, wasn't as easy as I would like it to be because obviously they're they've kind of threw away this information as if it didn't matter right. so I had to really search and search and search and search and search and search but I'm excited that I finally got a chance to finish thankfully this pandemic because originally once I set out each book um, I was for each year I was just going to work on that book for that year procrastination basically laziness so when the pandemic happened, I was like, I have nothing to do. So I took me three weeks to complete the entire series. The entire series. And can I ask for a sneak peek as a fan? What does the series consist of? So I'm not exactly sure the order yet, but okay. um, so we already have African-American, Latin, and um, Hispanic, and then Asian. And then we have Native American. We have many Mid-Easterns. We have um, Pacific Islanders, Europeans, and then we have North, Central, and South Americans. I love the fact that you actually broke it down because it is all different and people really don't know that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to want a whole box set. (laughs) This is, I just feel like, you know, it's great that my, my kid one day, sure, she will have to know what's being taught in a public school system. But I honestly feel that when you allow the oppressor to educate your black children, it does something to their self-esteem. And I don't want her to believe that her history starts with slavery because that's so far from the truth. Well, the thing is, when they, when they teach black history in school, mostly they teach slavery and segregation. But if you think about it, that's not actually black history. That's white what history. Has, exactly. What has happened to you is not your history, it's what you've contributed. And so we didn't contribute that, so that's not our history. And so they don't really teach beyond that. Say that one more time so that I can remember what they, say it one more time like you said it. What happens to you is not your history, it's what you contribute to the world, that's your history. And because we didn't contribute that, that's not our history. Makes sense. That was, ain't nobody ever put it that simple and so beautiful. Right. right. I mean, it's a great point. That's their history. That's not your history. That's, that's their history. That's their history. Right. And I truly believe, because when you actually research American history in detail, there's a lot they didn't teach back when they started at in the 1800s, 1900s, when they first added history to the um, school system, they were deeply ashamed of their history. So they rewrote it. 
Um, and then they made their history, black history, so that they wouldn't feel the shame and the uh, guilt that their ancestors caused. And in a sense, it's kind of understandable why they did it, but at the end of the day, it was still wrong. Yeah. And when you really, I mean, I'm not gonna go into it. I don't want anyone screaming and hollering at me. Go into it. Really, really, really. Let holler at me. We got your back. Yeah. It's really, really, really research American history. It's, it's nothing of what they taught you. Um, we have to remember, not only in the Bible days, but in history, their mindset was different, their faith was different, their belief system was different, their cooking was different, their dressing was different. Everything they did was different. So when you read something from the past, you can't use your knowledge, your understanding. You have to research how they thought, mm -hmm. their mindset. And technically, America doesn't really have a birthday. Um, because the Declaration of Independence, they were simply declaring themselves free from England. They weren't necessarily creating a country. They were just telling, because once they came to, the English people came to America and they stole the land, et cetera, et cetera. England kept coming to America, trying to bring them back. So all the Declaration of Independence was telling England, leave us alone, we're staying here, we're not going back. Um, when you read the all men are created equal and people say, well, then how come they didn't make all men equal? Because in their mindset, you were only a man if you were white and English, specifically. Even if you were white and Italian, you weren't a man. White and Irish, you weren't a man. Their mindset was if you were not white and English, you were a barbarian. You weren't human. So they, when we, when we talk about racism, it's really difficult because if you're Italian, your ancestors were mistreated when they came to America just as much as the Black people. If you're Irish, if you're French, if you're Jewish, whatever the case may be, when your ancestors first got to America, a lot of them were killed. Um, they weren't allowed housing. Um, they had a hard time starting a business because they wouldn't allow them to buy stuff because, again, English people back in those days felt like they were the only human beings in, a, in the world. No one else, everybody else were barbarians. So, but because no one knows this history, they didn't teach it on purpose. That's why you have racism. If people, if Irish people who are racist, Italian people, if they really knew their history, they would be ashamed of themselves because their family, their ancestors had a hard time living in this country when they first got here simply because they weren't born in England. Absolutely. And that is the true American history, but we don't teach that. And I don't say teach it to condemn and judge. I say teach it to educate because you can't, you, you can't change what's wrong if you don't have the truth about it. If you have a bunch of lies, then it's difficult to actually teach people where this started and how to put it into it. So it's, it's, I've been very into it, you know, just researching our history and realizing that they just had different mindsets back then, you know, no, 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 no condemnation to them. Yes, it was 100% wrong, but they just had a different mindset and you should never read anything from the past with your mindset because it didn't exist at the time they wrote it. Hey, uh, how how do you think your the reception that you're going to get um, as far as uh, being a black man writing uh, uh, Asian history and um, Latino history and stuff like that? How do you think the reception? I mean, I think it's dope, but how do you think the reception from that race would be? I really don't know. Um, white people write about us all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, um, right. <laughs> I, you know, it's really, all I did was research people who did something and put them in a book. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I can promise you, most of them don't even know those people exist either because mm. I purposely chose people who, I mean, some of them, I couldn't even find a birth date for them. So I'm wow. thinking, are they angels or something? Like, I, I couldn't find a birth date. Um, but these were people that I just, like I said, never knew existed. They did some great things. They pre invented some some great things that we use today, color television. Um, um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I mean, just in researching, oh, um, windshield wipers, a woman did that. Um, I mean, it's just- Of course a woman did. That yeah. makes so, it's detail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's just the simple things we look at every day. We forget someone had to come up with it because it didn't exist at some point in time. And we don't really take the time to find out who did bring this to earth so that we can all enjoy it. Wow. I'm over here just flabbergasted. Can the Hispanic side of me answer that question? I don't know about the rest of the Latinas, okay? But I'm really excited because somebody needed to take the lead. And you're right, the oppressor has always been writing about us. It's nice to be educated by one of our own. We all brown. I, I think they'll appreciate it. Even, I can't speak for Asians. I'm not Asian, but I like food. Um, but I think that they will appreciate it as well. Somebody showing their people, their likeness, their kind in a positive light is so needed and so important. And Asian history is completely excluded from curriculums. Yes. Well, everything is. It's just white and black. They don't talk really. They don't. They talk about the horrible things that happened to the Native Americans, but they don't really discuss all the contributions they had to America either. So it's 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 all abroad. And I think I personally was chosen by God because I actually the first seven or eight years of my life, I was the youngest cousin, and I had um, Russian uncle, an Italian aunt, a Puerto Rican aunt a Philippine uncle and something else. I don't know what he is, but he's white. So I grew up with diversity and I grew up with biracial um, cousins. cousins. I also had a white cousin because she was someone else's, but I didn't real, I didn't know that she no. wasn't by birth because that, like I said, the first six or I think seven or eight years of my life, I was the youngest. So I grew up looking at them as if they're family. So I never, I didn't understand segregation and prejudice oh. until I got to school when they taught it. I agree. That's when I got I, my cousins too, and they're younger than me, and I still didn't put it together then. <laughs> I, I mean, it just in my mind, this is the way family is supposed to be—a whole yeah. bunch of people because that's all I knew ever since I was growing up. And so, it's easy for me to make sure I include everyone because when you're growing up with your family, it was automatically to include everyone. And I never said, oh, you're a different color than me. You can't be my, like, it was just automatic. And so when they started teaching being prejudiced and racism and all that stuff that happened in the past, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Why, would, why wouldn't you understand that? And I now realize most people grow up in all one ethnicity. So they don't get to experience diversity as a whole. They only experience their own life. And I mean, I'm grateful that I got that opportunity most people don't. Um, but like I said, I love all my family. Um, a lot of them are divorced, but I still consider them aunts and uncles. Um, yes. You know, I still love them. And so it's, I think it's, it was ordained. It was just supposed to be. That's how life is supposed to be. Yeah. And more people need to get over it. 
because ain't nobody pure, even white people. And I love telling white people all the time, your DNA came from a black woman. Yes, <laughs> basically. And well, another thing I, um, where I live now, I moved here, I think 15 years ago. And it's uh, a lot of birds. And, and seeing all these birds, I realized as humans, we have a problem because we have a problem with, um, you know, shade a lot, you know, skin color, weight, height, whatever the case may be, we make fun of because people are different. Mm. But then I look at, just look at the birds, let's pretend all the animals exist. So you have a penguin that swims, no feathers, and it doesn't fly. You have an eagle that flies the highest, an ostrich that can't fly at all, turkeys can't fly. I don't know if you ever heard of a kiwi bird. No, I haven't. Oh, look it up, kiwi bird. It's the cutest thing. It basically looks like a mouse with a beak and bird feet. Oh, but, my God, I was like that. Yes, but it has fur, no feathers, and it has no wings and no arms. Now, yes, it's, it's and I mean, so when you think of doves, ducks, um, um, swans, and when you really think about the bird as, as, as a whole, there's nothing wrong with any of them. Some fly, some don't. Some swim, some don't. Some have feathers, some don't. But there's nothing wrong with them. And nobody on earth thinks there's something wrong with any of the birds, even though they're all completely different, different shapes, sizes, colors, different species, different this, different climates, different habitats. And yet no one thinks there's anything wrong with them. So then why do humans have to have a problem when you see something different with another human being? If birds can be different and be nothing wrong with them, I mean, we have insects, with legs, some without, some that fly, some don't, some with two legs, some with a hundred. Nothing wrong with either one of them. But yet, we think there's something wrong with humans. Flowers come in all different shapes, sizes, and colors. Trees, the rainbow, what, seven colors? Nature itself is showing us diversity is beautiful. And yet, as humans, the ones who are supposed to be the smartest, can't comprehend that diversity and being different is wonderful. Well, the reason, in my opinion, the reason why it's like that for humans is because the economy, you know, it's all about the money. You know, you you got to have the haves and the have nots, whereas animals don't have the haves and the have. Well, I guess you do. Right. I guess you would if you break it down. Uh, but as far as the dollar, the almighty dollar, you know, the humans want to make sure there's rich and there's poor. And then there's the middle class that works to keep the rich rich and that keeps the poor poor. You know, I think that's the difference. Um, if it wasn't money involved in it yeah i think we probably could look at it like that but this this class of um humans have to have this this class of humans have to have this that, that's just my opinion what do you think i think it's more so we're taught especially in the school system that you you can't be unique mm -hmm. um you have to take the same test same time with the same number two pencil and you all have to get a's right. if you don't get an a something wrong with you parent teacher conference principle, you got to stay back, remedial, and they basically teach you there's something wrong with being different. And so when we see something different from us, we automatically have that mindset, there's something wrong with me then. Because the school yeah. system told me if I'm different, there's something wrong with me. And because we don't want to have the shame and guilt of something being wrong with us, what does misery do? Keep company. Absolutely. So now, you can always tell what's where someone's insecure depending on where they're shading. If they're shading on someone's weight, that's where they're insecure in themselves. 
if they're shading on someone's skin color, that's where they're insecure in themselves because you are a reminder to them that they think there's something wrong with them. So instead of them having that low self-esteem, they're gonna tear you down with them so that you can have that same low self-esteem. But if we don't see ourselves as male, female, tall, short, masculine, feminine, and start seeing ourselves as this, our prints, because this is what identifies us. No one ever looks at their fingerprint and goes, wow, mine's different from someone else's. There must be something wrong with me. Uh -uh. And so we are constantly being told that we have to be the same, um, even in school. Like I said, if you take birds, there's something you can teach them. You can't teach them all to fly. Uh -huh. all, um, what to eat, because they have different diets. But in the school system, they teach the same thing to every child, forgetting that they may be not legal to work, but they're still that lawyer, that doctor, that construction worker, that garbage man, and they don't all need the same stuff. And so we're constantly being raised in this photocopier where they just throw one person on a photocopier and, and no one is proud enough to say, that's nice, but that's not me. And it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you because it's not me, it just means my fingerprint just like yours is unique. And just like there's nothing wrong with your fingerprint, there's nothing wrong with my fingerprint. So we don't have to hate on each other. We don't have to shade each other. We can simply say, hey, that turkey is wonderful. It doesn't fly, that's fine. But I'm gonna be an eagle and fly. And you don't have to learn how to fly just to, to feel like you're good. You can still embrace yourself as you are because of plants, insects, and animals can be unique and different. Why can't humans? And there'd be nothing wrong with it. You made a point that really sticks out to me because I say it all the time, and it's part of the reason why I homeschool. I believe that education really should not be one size fits all. No. And I think that, sure, there's requirements that kids need to know. They need to know how to read. Yes, they need to know how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide. But right. above and beyond that, why is there one standard of learning for everybody? I don't think that that's, I don't think it's possible. Honestly, because well, everyone's different too. Well, the problem is, okay, reading, writing, reading, writing, arithmetic, everyone needs that. Yes. Then when you think about middle, well, let's just think about high school. Most of the stuff they teach in high school, most of us don't need it. But we do need to know taxes. They don't teach that. Mm -mm. We need to know how to apply for a job show up early, what to wear properly. They don't do um, mock job interviews. They don't teach how to get a car, how to get a home apartment, the difference between a home apartment, a lease, a rent. Those are the stuff every human being needs. Yes. They're not teaching it, but they are teaching algebra, although I've never had to figure out when Johnny and Billy are meeting at a train station as of yet. They're <laughs> teaching a whole bunch of stuff that we're not using instead of the stuff we all need every day, every year. I mean, today, I mean, not today, this year when I did my, um, I did my taxes by myself and I was like, I am completely confused. And then I got frustrated and said, why didn't they teach this? If this is something, even if you're wealthy and they say you don't have to pay, you still have to fill out information and send in paperwork to prove that you are exempt from paying taxes. So every human being who has a job or a business has to do something with taxes and yet they don't teach it. That doesn't make any sense. So you can't teach everything you need, like taxes, cars, and houses, and apartments, and things of that sort. But everything else is unnecessary. For those who know what they want, there should be 
specific schools, high schools. This is the arts high school. This is construction. This is um, radio and TV. This is blah, this is blah. Make it specific because like I said, you can teach birds that they need to lay eggs and then they need to protect their eggs be because they're um, because of predators. But after that, you have to split them up into eagle school, duck school, swan school. Now you have to separate them because how they're living is not going to be the same. And so it's it's simple, but unfortunately, when you're born into wrong, you can miss what's simple. <laughs> Casey, please run for the Secretary of Education. Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm dead serious because equality is important to you. You're educated about education. We don't have that. No. Um, <laughs> the best way, I could, I mean, I could run to them and the Board of Ed, but yeah. their main goal is to keep Americans dumb and poor. Right. That's what I was going to go to, Casey, because like I think it goes back to what I was trying to say earlier is the money, you know, the re like you, you use the uh, correlation with animals. You figure um, how long does it take for an animal to be grown, considered grown, whereas you said we need grammar school, then high school or middle school, then high school, then college, you know, then a, another level of college, whereas um, and that's all that's all the money game. You know, the reason why they don't have a specific high school for you is that well no we need to make we need to get four more years of money off of you in high school then we can get a specific uh college for you to pay more money into it it's, it's all a money game whereas if we're truly mammals or animals you know you see a dog is grown, considered grown when <laughs> like two years two or three years after it's born you know what i mean so i think it all goes back to the money game well they they know that wise people um, you can't get money off of wise people. And so they, they start out, if you ever noticed, um, in publishing my books, I had to choose a genre. I never realized how many genres existed in the book, in the um, book world. But in school, they make sure there are certain drama, um, genres they don't want you to read. And it's not because it's inappropriate, it's because they don't want you to realize how much fun reading is. They purposely chew book. If you be honest, the stuff you read in school were boring. Yes. So it made you think reading was what? Boring. But when you left school, what did you say? I'm never going to read again. <laughs> right. Wow. So now they can lie to you because they know you're not going to research and read whether or not they're lying. I don't know if you know this, but doctors used to um, prescribe cigarettes for um, to cure asthma. Get out of here. Exactly. And a, a few other things. They, I don't know why. Um, wow. but really? They actually told people at one point in time that cigarettes are safe. There's no reason to quit. And unfortunately, thousands of Americans die because of it. And then they finally came, you know, told the truth. But that was not one lie that they, they've made hundreds of thousands of lies, doctors. And the only reason why the school system makes us not want to read is because they know if you have the truth, we can't lie to you. And so the school system, believe it or not, it was originally created by the Catholic Church. And illegally, the government took it away from the Catholic Church and made public schooling. And their main goal was to keep Americans ignorant. Because if we can keep them ignorant, then we can control them. They can be our slaves. If you really think about it, slavery was never abolished. They just changed who would be slaves. 
if you're in prison, you're a slave. But someone yeah. tells you when to get up, when to go to sleep, what you can't eat, when you can't, when you can eat. Same thing with the school system. Someone tells you when you can eat, when you can't eat, how much you can eat of it. When you're learning this, when you're learning that, they choose your schedule. They choose everything for you. When you come in and you can't be late, or you're going to get, you know, I, I was actually close to I'm not graduating high school because I had too many lates. And Me too. when I checked. <laughs> Someone said, you should just check just to make sure you don't have, um, you know, unexcused absences. And I checked and um, two of them were excused, but they didn't excuse them. But I was so close to not graduating because they're saying you can't this and this. So they're controlling your freedom. They're controlling everything about you. And it's sad because we think school is education and school is not education. It's information. Inform information is the key to unlock the door. Education is actually unlocking the door. If you never unlock the door, you're not being educated. You're simply being informed on how to do it. And the school system never gives you the chance to actually experience what you're learning. You never get to get up. You gotta sit down. And if you if you don't sit down, we're gonna diagnose you ADHD and give you some pills so you can sit down and shut up. Yes. Talk on that, man. <laughs> people at work are not sitting down and shutting up. Most people, if they're not talking on the phone, they're up doing something. Me. And it's like, and then it's like, when you think about it, so many people, if you go to church and it's an hour, how long is this going to be? So I'm like, so if adults can't sit for an hour, how are you expecting a child to sit for three, five, seven hours? And you give them what, a lunch break and a recess, and that's about it? It's, it's, it's not a good system. And unfortunately, America is so sleeping. They're, they're dead. They can't really understand and grasp that. The best way to be informed is once you get reading, writing and arithmetic and you know that you know how to read really well then the only two things that you need for information education is books and experience because until you experience something the first five years of your life before you went to school you experience no one gave you a test on how to eat wash up get dressed do laundry do the chores dishes whatever the case may be as you grow older your maybe your dad taught you how to mow the lawn rake the leaves whatever shovel none of that is being taught in schools with books and textbooks, they simply say, get up and do it. And I'm gonna show you how to do it. My mother, I love her, but I remember the first time I said, cause we used to just have her do everything for us. And I said one day, I, I need this iron. And she said, well, go iron it. And I was like, wait, what? You iron it? She's like, go iron it. And I said, but I don't know how. She said, you've seen me do it a hundred times. Get up and iron it. And I burnt myself a few times. Of course. <laughs> But I learned. Same thing with laundry. She just one day said, I'm not doing it anymore. Go down there and do it. And it was like, what? I, I messed up, you know, a few of my clothes with the bleach one too many times. But I learned. And I didn't need a textbook. I didn't need to take a test. I didn't need to take the SATs. I just did it. And that's really how we learn by doing, experiencing. And those are the only two things you need. And um, unfortunately, because if you think about it, the most successful people when it comes to going to college, getting a job. The most successful people are those who drop out and start a business. And yeah. they're in a business that they've never had any. When I think of Richard Branson, dropped out of high school to start a, a record company. Why? Like, what do you know about music? He started Virgin Records and then he started Virgin Airlines. So yes, you knew a lot about recording music, but what do you know about flying airplanes? He did it. He wrote on enough of them. You know, exactly. I, I, I honestly believe that was the connection. Why am I wasting money with these flights with my artists when I can have my own? And we don't 
you know, we don't really think about common sense too much. And I truly believe even now with this whole, and I think this is a setup in some kind of way, the pandemic, because it's forcing us to rethink education. You know, I mean, in my personal opinion, you can beat me up if you want. I think we make too much of a big of a deal of um, getting a diploma, high school diploma and college. Absolutely. It, it's just, there is no evidence that it does anything good for us. When I look at social media and I hear, um, what is it called? Hump day and Friday mm -hmm. Eve. I'm like, so if college is supposed to make you successful, why do you hate five days of the week? Why are you waiting to not go to work? Why are you waiting to get off of work? Why are you dreading to go to work? That's not success. And if it is, give me failure because I don't want to hate days of the week. I don't want to hate my work. I don't want to dread getting up and oh, another day. Uh, I, have to do, I hate my boss and all my coworkers. Blah, 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 blah. I love that, that not success. I like, agree. We because I love Monday. I feel like it's a new start of a beginning for me to start something new that I want to accomplish. Friday don't mean nothing to me because I work Saturday and Sunday as well. But I do it because I want to, right. not because I have to. So right. I totally feel you. And why do you have to wait till Friday to party? I don't understand I, that. Why do you have to wait for a, a day where you can be happy with yourself? That's what two days, Friday and Saturday, the only days of the, the week you're going to be happy. That's not a happy, that's not a lot of happy days. No, that's so sad. Like, I can't wait to go back and shoot Punky. Because I'm, a, we probably are going to shoot Monday through Friday. And Monday through Friday is going to be a big party for me. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm going to go home and learn my lines and wait to go back on Monday. Yeah, I mean, you're doing something you love as well. It's a lot of people that go to school and be struggling in school just to get a job. And they realize after you're working that job, you don't even like that job. But, no. you know, you're conditioned to do that job because you... They, they, the money thing. Ah, say, but don't, don't get me wrong. If it wasn't for money, I don't, wouldn't be no actress either. Right. Well, but, <laughs> but you, but you genuinely love what you do, though, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Sometimes. Supposed, well, you're supposed to. You shouldn't hate getting up in the morning. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, but I'm. But let's face it. I'm still black, right? So even though I go to a job that I love. With people that I love. Some days I'm like, I don't want to get up and go at nine o'clock. That's too early. <laughs> well, I guess for me, I can't relate to that because, well, my jobs are closed, but I usually work at a theater. So mostly I'm working at night. So I get to like sleep in. I don't sleep in, but I could if I wanted to. But the day I have to work, I'm just like, is it time yet? Is it time? Like, I'm really excited. And then once I get there and it's time for me to leave, because I work in the um, box office, so I usually can leave 30 minutes to an hour after the show's over. I don't want to, actually, once it starts, I can leave 30 minutes to an hour once it started. I don't have to stay for the whole night. I usually stay for the whole night because I literally try to leave. And then I'm like, I don't feel like leaving right now. I'll just stay. And oh. so I'll, I'll help out, but mostly I, you know, see the show, whatever show's going on but it's a joy and no, you're not going to like every single day at work, but it shouldn't yeah. be, you shouldn't also be hating every day work. You know, the, the, yeah. you really should enjoy going and people don't understand work is an experience where you learn yourself. You learn how to grow because you learn how to deal with people. I've worked in customer service since 2003. I never realized it really, I'll say customer service helped me be, be nicer, be kinder when I go somewhere, um, I don't care how wrong they are. 
I will, okay, whatever. I'm sorry, my fault. Like I won't scream, holler. I'll just, just as long as I got what I came, what I got, you don't have to smile at me. You don't have to greet me. I don't care about anything. Just give me and I'll leave because dealing with these customers, sometimes they get mad over nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. You know, I had one person say, you're not smiling enough. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. I'll smile more for you. Have a bad day. <laughs> it's like, you didn't, did you come here to get what you were getting? Or did you come here to get me to smile at you? You know, and so, but it's really taught me a lot about myself. It's taught me to grow. It's taught me about people. Um, and it's funny because when I was in college, right before I was graduating, the um, professor asked me, because I went to college for theater, um, didn't quite work out as I was hoping, but she said, if you could not work in theater, where would you work? And I said, I would be a psychologist. And it's funny because technically I'm not legally a psychologist, but that's what I work with. I, I, I can ask someone questions first, if the way they're coming, I can already guess what the problem is and then ask them questions and in a sense, counsel them in a, in a sense that they don't even realize they're being counseled. And I was like, wow. So I, even though I'm not a legal psychologist, I'm still a psychologist. And so working for me has taught me people and their, their personalities and different character traits and how to deal with these people because you can't deal with everyone exactly the same, which is another reason why school is not good because we all learn differently. Some learn by sight, some learn by hearing, some learn by doing, and you can't expect every child to learn the same way. And it's kind of, I know most people are gonna hate me when I say this, it's kind of impossible to teach 15 to 20 children at the same time. You, It really needs to be, I'll say one to seven. You really yeah. shouldn't be on that because some you can just give them a book and they can take a test and get an A two seconds from the time you gave them the book, where others, they really need time. And unfortunately, you can't give 20 children time. And 15 to 20 is like a, the, the best case scenario. <laughs> Normally, yeah. these classes are packed more than that. Yeah. I agree. Because if I had 30, I'll say 30 of my daughter, <laughs> <laughs> I will go crazy. People always ask me, Cherry, you can have more kids? And one of my biggest things is no, because I can't put the time in with with more as I do with her. And if I can't treat all my children the same, I yeah. can't have them more. And I'll be sleepy by eight o'clock. Mm. Okay. I'll That's probably rough. have children when I'm 50. When I'm you're, 50. you're still able to though. Yeah, it's, I have 11 nephews and nieces. I love them all, but I'm happy when they get to go back home. <laughs> well, <laughs> you get to send them on up. So are children in your future? I think they are, yes. I mean, it's something, it's funny. I, I've always wanted children until I started having nephews and nieces because it's, it's the fact that as of now, I can't see myself being selfless enough to have children, if that makes sense. Yes. A lot, people, a lot of people grow up, you know, raise their children differently because they don't realize you do have to make sacrifices. You yes. Know, be trying to go to the club at 12 a.m. at night when you have a baby, you got yes. to give that up. Yes, you, you may not want to, but there are certain sacrifices you have to make when you have children. You should make, absolutely. And you should. And right now, I'm not ready to do that, but I am aware that in the future, 
I can mature and decide I'm ready to give up this stuff so that I can start raising responsible children who know how to be responsible for the decisions they make as opposed to blaming everyone for their whatever. How old are you, man? Oh, sorry. 30, okay. I had my daughter when I was 38. I think that it is important, especially in our community, that we start planning for our children and we have children when we're ready and we stop letting children happen to us. Yes, yes, it really, yes, yes. You need such a difference. You need to, first of all, you need to research children. And the best way to do that is if, if it's allowed, go to a nursery, well, they're all closed now, but if they ever open up again, just go to a nursery and say, would you mind if I volunteer for the whole day just to see what having children is like? And you don't get to leave when you get tired of them. You got to yeah. stay the entire day. And that in itself can teach you, because most people who get pregnant don't understand children. And I remember one of my boss's um, daughter had a child and Oh no, Casey, you froze. You froze for Courtney, a while. I really like this dude. Yeah, yeah, he's deep. I like the. He actually been froze for a while. Let me see if I can get him back. You put that hat on, and um, I wonder if we can ride him. Should I try to ride him? Yeah, I think he's back. Here you go. There you go. Hey. Okay, so the last thing I heard is most people don't understand children. Oh, they uh, yes, well, they don't understand what it's like to raise a child. They don't understand sacrifice. They don't understand um, sometimes you got to get up early in the morning. They don't understand when you're tired, if they need you. It doesn't matter how tired you are. There's really no such thing as having a break. Every now and again, if you have good grandparents, you might get a break. Um, but they don't understand the hard work diaper changing, feeding, like all of the work, the time, the attention that they need, feeding them, and they just have the child. And then the, the main thing is they don't understand not only being married, but having a child is the same as getting a promotion. There's a list of things you cannot do anymore. And there's a list of things you need to start doing if you want to keep that promotion. And I only know that because I got a promotion once somewhere and there was, I couldn't hang around with my the coworkers anymore, I couldn't talk, you know, you know, such and such. Um, and there was just certain things that I had to do that I didn't do before in order to keep that position. And marriage is the same way. There's certain things you really have to stop doing. There's certain things you need to start doing and same thing with children. And because people don't, aren't aware of that, what they try to do is they try to get their spouse and their children to change so that they can keep doing what they were doing to make things work. Instead of realizing if I want to make things work, I have to be the change, not them. However, if you do your research and you read the thousands of books on marriage and relationship and children, you can prepare yourself before you get into it for things you need to change so that by the time you get into it, you're already used to it. Because change is not easy. It's possible, but it's not easy. And you can prepare yourself beforehand. Like even now I'm thinking once if I get married and we're ready to have children, I'm going to set an alarm clock and I'm going to tell her at 3 a.m. we're going to get up and have dolls, pretend this baby is crying and we're going to feed it because we <laughs> they get up in the morning and you don't get to say, I'm tired, shut up. If they're hungry, that's what you have to do. And if you get on that cycle before you have the child, it's not going to be easy, but it'll be easier once the child comes because you're already in the pattern. 
And so it's simple things like that that people can do. But we're so used to just running into everything without saying, let me stop and look at all the pros and cons, make my responsible decision, then go forward. Courtney, you are a married man. If someone had told you those things before you got married, what do you think you would have said? <laughs> well, let me just say this. <laughs> um, you can, I, come, I have a wife that prepares for everything. And even though we prepared for everything, we still weren't prepared for this. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's anything, any such thing you can do to prepare for, for children. Cause like you said, there's, it's so different and we got three and each, every single one of them is totally different. It's the same, but totally different. And uh, I think all you can do is just love them, man. That's all you can do is love them. Well, I'll just, um, not using any names. Um, my Back in the day, my mother had a problem saying no to people when they said, I need a place to stay. Mm -hmm. We had this one person who, had, who came, because she got kicked out of her home, had twins. And they were newborns. And she thought she could still go to the club at night. And that's something you can prepare is get out of the habit. Yes. When you know you want child children, you now have to say, this is something I can't do anymore. And I remember because every night, well, I think it was every Friday and Saturday night, because my mother didn't give her a key. So she would yell at my, my brother and I's window to, to let her in <laughs> every night. And it was annoying. But in that myself, I learned you have stuff like that. You have to prepare and say, hey, even if your friends, hey, we're about, we're, we're trying to have children now. So there's just, we can't roll anymore. You know, I can't drink anymore. Even if you are someone. I was rolling till I peed on that stick, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all maturity too. I think you just eventually just grow out of a lot of shit too. It's yeah. like, it's easy to say no once you get, you know, mature into certain stuff. Some do, some don't, unfortunately. Some do, some don't, right. I wanted a baby, but I definitely was like rock star right up to the last itty bitty moment. But what I can tell you is I knew that it was time for that part of my life to expire is when I was right. in the club for two hours texting my uncle. And then he called me and I was like, I can't hear you. And he was like, where are you? I was like, I'm at the club. He's like, well, why are you texting me? I was like, I'm bored. Yeah, well, it's time to go. And, and so he said, why are you bored? And I said, well, I'm bored, but I haven't left yet because I drove because I was a designated driver. And I was like, I have people with me and I don't want to make them leave because I'm bored. Wow, that's and interesting. He, he was like, how long have you been there? I was like, way too long. But he thought I was like home. Right. So, Something no one ever asked me, Cherry. Uh, Courtney, would you like to be the designated driver tonight? That's never happened. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Courtney. They could at least ask. <laughs> I'll be your designated. You know what? I had a friend like that. And I will say her name because I love you, Jacelyn. Jacelyn was supposed to be the designated driver one day. Let's just say that didn't work out. <laughs> And ever since <laughs> that fundamental moment, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to volunteer. Right. I'm going to get home. Hey, uh, Casey, let me ask you this. I see you just like the overall entrepreneur. You got a clothing store as well? It's not necessarily a store, um, okay. but it's, it's a website where if you throw your designs on it, um, they make, when someone buys it, they make it. 
but I do design. Okay. What do you design, Casey? Mostly t-shirts, but I do have a, um, where is it? Um, like a, a, a women's online shop, um, storecy.com, if you go there, or um, csbfashions.weebly.com is another website you can go to. Um, neckties, um, shoes, flip-flops, a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, wow. So what is your passion when it comes to clothes? Like, I see you have a tie on now. Is that one of yours? It is not one of mine. I don't have <laughs> one on hand, unfortunately. Um, how do I say? If you, if you actually go to define my neckties, originally I wasn't going to do it because I thought nobody's going to buy these. But I feel like when it comes to clothing, we're too serious. Yeah. I understand if you work in Wall Street, you can only wear certain stuff. But on a free day, we shouldn't be so, oh, that's to this and that's to that and that's to this. And the neckties, some are nice, you can wear, but some are just loud and crazy. And that's my inspiration is getting over, oh, what are they going to think about me? And it's like, who cares? I mean, who cares? I always say, if they're not, the only time you need to care what someone thinks about you is if every time a bill comes in your mail, they pay it in full that's when you care but if they're not paying anything for you if you if they call and say if you don't pay this bill we're going to repossess your car you don't get to say yeah but i have a whole bunch of likes on facebook that's not (laughs) going to do anything for you you know we're going to turn out the lights but what are my friends going to think don't care if you don't pay this bill and so that's if, if they can't do anything for you financially emotionally spiritually there's no reason for you to even care what they think uh, how was things on the East Coast? I see you a Jersey kid. So like, how is in this craziness? I heard uh, New York, Jersey, just overall Philly, all that has been crazy. How has things been for you? Pretty normal for the most part. I do know that New Jersey is one of the, um, I think the second highest of deaths with right. the um, pandemic. But I mean, obviously there's a lot less people on the roads. Um, things are empty. A lot of things are closed. But other than that, I mean, it's funny though, because I grew up a houseboy. Like I did not go out much. I had an addiction to television. I can watch anywhere from 15 to 20 hours straight. Um, Sometimes I would be up at like from 12 a.m. to like 6 a.m. just watching television. And so I was used to being like in, and then I went to college and that completely changed. I started going out more, especially when I got my first job, I started working, I started going out more. And it's funny because it got to a point to where I couldn't stay in the house for too long. I had to get out and do something. Sometimes I would just walk to exercise. So this pandemic is kind of, I'm relearning how to be back in the house like I used to all the time. But I will say for me, I've learned that there are three ways to come out of here. Worse, the same or better. And I choose to come out better. I've been working on many things. Um, um, I, I hope you don't you don't find offense to this, Cherry. But I, I I've been working on. I've been thinking about family matters. I know how much you guys want to get together, but I just I realized family matters was a nice vehicle, but you don't need. There are hundreds of vehicles, so I've wrote you guys a script 
it's a short film. It's like 17 pages long, not long at all. And you can do it from home. Um, I wrote it pur purposely for the pandemic. Um, and I made sure, again, I did not exclude anyone. Everyone is in there, um, including the second Harriet. And oh. <laughs> yeah, and so I hope you don't mind if I send it to you afterwards. No. Like I said, oh. you, you, can you can each film it in your own homes and then someone can edit it. I don't know that they would do it. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's just, yes. I understand. Okay, I was gonna say, I don't know that they would do it. I don't know if we could legally even do it. Oh, right, that's right, I forgot. You legally, we can't portray those, we don't own those characters, even though no, we don't raise them. completely different characters. Yeah. If you, um, you, you're actually married to Jalil White. Oh, now that's, being, that's interesting. So, <laughs> it's different. How did that happen? Have different names, different relationships, um, everything is, I made sure that, that, you know, okay, Courtney. nobody thinks nobody is going to say family matters because it has nothing to do with family matters. It it. Oh, it doesn't have anything to do with family matters. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I just used the actors, the actors. Oh, well then legally we might be able to, uh, try it out. Yeah. Is, is, so he does not play Urkel. No. Oh. He might be interested. That's not. Have Have you written him? Huh? Have you written him about it? I haven't written anyone. I was gonna say. I, I anyone. Okay, so I know Sean. You might see this. Kelly, you might see this. Jamie, what y'all think? Sh uh, Sean and Kelly are married. Sean and Kelly are married. Right. <laughs> so we just well, we was good for that anyway on the show. Yes, yes, it's it's different. It's and it's 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 kind of funny. Is the um, original Judy on there? You said you got every character. Now you remember it was two Judys. Um, she's not in the the, the, ah, the short. I got you. The, okay. short, the short film I wrote. She's not in it. The original Judy, but the I do have a longer film that even the original um, Richies are in it. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> really about that this. would be fun, honestly. A set of twins who played Richie the first season. Yeah, that was. I like your mind, Casey. Thank you. I think it would be a lot of fun. I don't know if everybody else would get down with the get down, but I think you should reach out to every. I think it would be received different than me reaching out to people okay. than the creator reaching out to people. Okay, I'll definitely do that. Well, just so that you know, Casey, for you, I'm in. Oh, thank you. I don't know if the rest of them will do it, but for you, I'm in. So you be right. watching Family Matters, like from, you used to watch Family Matters from like 12 p.m. to 6 a.m.? No, that wasn't on. Um, <laughs> mostly movies or, believe it or not, paid programming. Oh, okay. Paid pro, so you be paying for stuff over and over and over again? I pay for it, I, which is why I just... Like I said, I had an addiction. I felt like I needed to watch television and I couldn't turn it off. Wow. You know, I had that same addiction if we're talking about the same thing when I was a teenager. The stuff no, was... we're not talking about the same thing, Courtney. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I had that same one if we're talking about the same <laughs> Casey, can you tell us how can Cherry's World listeners reach out to you or get in touch with you to figure out what you got going on. I can't even talk because I'm over here laughing at court. 
Sure. Um, author Casey Bell is the best way to contact me. Um, if you go to authorcaseybell.com and you click on the social media tab, there's all my social media. And if, since we were talking about information and education, I have a book out called To College or Not to College. If you're okay, for the listeners who are okay with getting the ebook and not the actual book, if you click on free college free on my website, you can download the book ebook for free. Free? Did you hear that? Everybody like free. Kaylee, tell them the name of that book again. To College or Not to College. It is the first half is to college, tells you what you should know before you go to college, while you're in college and after you go to college. And then not to college is what you can do if you choose not to go to college. Free books, y'all. Mr. Casey S. Bell. Pick it up. It's going to be a series. And Casey, whenever you have something else, please let us know. Please come back. Sure. I sure will. Hey, please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. It is the official Cherry Johnson. That way you never miss one of our Cherry's World podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.